Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Today we're talking about the value of networking in preparing you for workplace ministry, and I know we'll go on to say this as workplace ministry. We have live and in studio today, Lori Hill with the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay. Lori, welcome back to the show. This is not your first run at the microphone. No, I've been fortunate to be invited multiple times. Thank you for having me. Lori is one of those that has that perfect radio voice and someday has a radio career ahead of her. She is the CEO of the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay. God laid that vision on her heart multiple years ago, and the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay, is growing as one of only 19, or is it 20, um, I think still 19. 19 Christian chambers in the country. Mm-hmm. We've got one right here in Tampa Bay. And we also have with us none other than Patrick Mazza. Patrick Mazza is the president of the Christian Chamber of Commerce, and he's also the president of Mazza Baker Insurance right there in Largo, Florida. Thank you, thank you, Jim, for having us today. Uh, Patrick, this is Patrick's first time behind the microphone. We're thrilled to have him here today. I know he, he's going to throw things at me through the whole show today, but I'm going to try to make him feel as comfortable as possible. Listen, today, here's what I want to make sure that uh, all of our listeners understand. You are invited to participate in today's discussion. If you've got something that you want to input about how networking has made an impact on your life and taught you something about the value of workplace ministry related to networking, go ahead and call into the studio, 855 
855-265-2929. That's 855-265-2929. All right, Lori and Patrick, before we get started with our conversation on networking, I just like the listeners to know, hey, where you are in Christ? How has Christ impacted your life? So, Lori, why don't you start us off today? Ladies first. Okay. Um, well, I think I'd probably like to talk about how... Um, God has really impacted my life most recently through the chamber. Okay. Okay. So I have learned so much in the last couple of years about how to step back and really watch him work. I think that's been really a learning process for me uh, through the chamber. And it has been so exciting um, and so humbling to see how God's called me to do what I'm doing with the chamber, but to actually see the changes in the attendees and the members personally and professionally and them giving me their testimonies of how that has changed their lives uh, through our programs, our lunches, etc. But it's been extremely impactful for me personally because it's changed the way that I function, the way I do business on a daily basis, too. That's awesome. Okay, Patrick, talk about how crisis impacted your life. Uh, Jim, I, it's, it really has. Uh, I start every day off uh, with a conversation with Jesus, and it, it starts me off in the right way, and it just puts me a nice peace of mind. It kind of lets me plan out my, my day, and it's a, it's a great way to start every, each and every day, Jim. That's awesome. And, and being an insurance agent, since your life is always unpredictable, especially if your clients have claims, it's nice to start off with peace because it may en- end up not being in peace. <laughs> That's right. Very but, true. <laughs> but I've always, you know, the tagline I have when I have my chain of insurance agencies, I know I shared with this, this with you one time. Peace uh, for the unpredictable tomorrow. Peace of mind today. That's, That's right. why you buy insurance. Okay. That's exactly All right. right. So listen, our, <laughs> our discussion today is a continuation of our theme for the week. The theme for the week is being prepared or preparing yourself for workplace ministry. And yesterday we talked about how each and every day we should be starting off doing our personal devotions. Because if we start our day off right with the Lord, it ends up making the rest of our day go well. But those days where we're really rushing, we got to get everything ready. We get our hair done. We get our, well, I don't have to worry about that, but we get, we get all, we go, we get all ready to go. We run out the door and we run for meeting to meeting, meeting to meeting. And at the end of the day, we go, oh Lord, you're still sitting there waiting for me. Okay. So we talked yesterday about the value of personal devotions in impacting and shaping who we are to be a better workplace minister. Today, I want to talk about the impact that networking has on preparing you for workplace ministry. And in my life, how networking turned into workplace ministry as part of my job. Now, each we met, all of us met here because of networking. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, my job with Platinum Information Services, which has almost been four years uh, this September, Lori, we met at the Christian Business Connection uh, because of my friend Stacy Geyer said, oh, you got to go meet this Lori Hill. She's doing this Bible study. It's a good networking group, a great place to meet people. And that's where we met. Yeah. That's where I met Patrick yeah. the that's first right. time. That's but then right. you and I got in that mastermind group with Barb Dandro. That's and, right. And she connected in other places. So we, you know, all across Pinellas County, we were doing this networking thing. But what's amazing is we sit around the this table today. I know I'm no longer on the board of the Christian Chamber, but we all helped Aww. form the, the 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 Christian Chamber mm-hmm. of Commerce, Tampa Bay. Blood, sweat, and tears. It's it's okay. I it yeah. was you know I needed I needed, needed to add to a little more margin yes. in my life. We missed you already. But yeah. the but what's powerful is how God used networking in our own lives to deepen each of our faiths and to really just refine how we share our faith. So I don't want, I don't want to give away all the secrets because you know then people will stop listening because we've given them all away already. <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's let's just let's just ask this question. Do you have to be a member of a networking group to be a good networker? 
I don't. I don't think so. You network everywhere you go. You could be in a restaurant, uh, but it obviously helps to be in a, in a great networking group like C three T, Christian Chamber of Commerce. It meets. It brings people together that uh, want to share the same values with the Lord, and uh, and it really helps you uh, connect with other other businesses. Okay, so if you don't have to be in a networking group to be a networker, so what are some of those other styles of groups that you can network in that aren't officially networking groups? Then, well, I was going to say that one definition of the word networking is to interact with other people to exchange information and develop contacts, especially to further one's career. But personally, I prefer another definition, which is to connect or operate um, interactively together. So to build relationships is what we're talking about. So, um, you know, if you want to connect with people, you need to go where you can make the connections. And what better place than with people of like-mindedness, whether it is the Christian chamber or it's in your church or it is a small group or it is a small faith-based group like Business His Way that you do and um, some of the C12, some of these other groups where you're with like-minded people, but you're networking with people that you that you want to build relationships with so that you can um, actually refer businesses back and business to each other. You know, I started networking as really as new right out of college because I understood that if I could surround myself, and it was really in the insurance business, if I could surround myself with people I trusted, mm-hmm. that I would, whenever my customers said, hey, Jim, I need an air conditioning guy. Jim, I need a, an electrician. Jim, I need a car mechanic. If I could become their place, they would go to get their, their first resource place, their stop for all stops, then I could constantly keep in communication with my customers. Right. And so I started surrounding myself with people that I knew I could trust with my customers so that they, I could be a referral source. I wasn't doing it because it was gaining me business. I did it because I want to be that resource of first choice. I wanted people to come to me. And so I started seeking out those vendors and surrounding myself with people that treated me well. Mm-hmm. And And what was interesting is... You start. I mean, I've still got relationships back in Minnesota where uh, people call me, "Hey Jim, who do you know?" And I'm like, "Well, you got to call this person in Minneapolis because that's who does. They do what they say they should do." Right. Absolutely. And that's not necessarily Christians, unfortunately. No, which no. is exactly. And we've talked about this. Some of the worst people I've ever done business with were proclaimed Christians. So, you well, know, and I think that's the key. We'll put around that. They're proclaimed. proclaimed Christians. Yeah. Are they Christ followers? Mm, yeah. I think they do business differently if they were. Right. Pro- if they well, were you would think, but again, you know. We've been jaded by worldview. So, you know, those things come into play. No, I'm not jaded. <laughs> well, Patrick, are you jaded? No, I'm not jaded. <laughs> Many people are. I'm not saying you are. I'm not jaded at all. <laughs> okay, so, but I love the church thing because yeah. the, it, within the church organization, you know, it's a body of people. It has nothing to do with the building. That's a great place to network. Mm-hmm. But your neighborhoods. Right. Where else, Patrick? What well, were you going to say? It's funny, yes. Um, I actually, you know, I went to the University of South Florida, and I actually started. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, yay. I, I actually started a USF Bulls and Biz networking group. Yeah. That uh, I had a, a real good good number of people joining, and uh lasted for about a year and a half, but just met, a, a, you know, po- people from USF that graduated that were, were trying to help business and grow their businesses. So a network could be anywhere. You just have to go out and, and participate and just uh, look for, for people that can help you out. No. Okay, so we got examples of networking in your church, in your neighborhood, just plain old simple, good vendors that do a good job. This week we're talking about preparing for workplace ministry. Yesterday we talked about starting our day right by doing personal devotions. Today we're talking about the value of networking and how it prepares us to do workplace ministry and also becomes workplace ministry. And on Thursday's show, we're going to talk about the value of short-term mission trips in transforming or shifting your paradigm to look at your workplace like you 
you've never looked at it before. And we've got a powerful guest I'll tell you about later coming in on Thursday. Okay. We got Lori Hill with the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay, and we got Patrick Mazza with the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay, and also Mazza Baker Insurance. We're talking about this networking thing. And Lori, you said before the show started that you didn't like the way I was using the word networking. <laughs> I was and, wondering and so, what you were going to have me earth shatter. <laughs> earth shatter. Well, you know, Lori disagrees. Well, we're, we're, we're very much brother and sister in Christ. Yes. Absolutely. So I was talking about how I thought Jesus was a big networker, <laughs> and you don't agree. Well, you know, the term networking has become like this dirty word, unfortunately. You know, I mean, some circles, it really has. Because you know why? People have taken it to such a surface level where it's artificial. It's not building relationships. And I believe that Jesus built relationships and not necessarily networked. And so, you know, like you said, we all met together at CBC and we connected on a relationship level. So we built relationships. Mm-hmm. And so, so we did networked. Jesus. Oh, you said you did not want an ugly show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But, I, I, but to me, what we did was and really the relationships that I've built I mean we've got a lifelong relationship yes. good grief you were born the same day as my wife I a know. year later but you know I know I'm just saying Martha I am younger that's yeah. right but so how is it different I mean because I I believe that Jesus is one of those great examples he networked he had a bunch of people he invested in and eventually those same people maybe they didn't come back and, and they didn't you know give to get to give the BNI way they didn't they didn't get the give back to Jesus until after he rose from the dead but a lot of those people Joseph of Arimathea and and uh, Nicodemus those guys I mean he networked with those guys he was working the religious people and found a good guy in there found Nicodemus he was working with the rich people found Joseph in there and those guys I would guess Joseph was one of the guys that poured a bunch of money into the early church. Nicodemus was one of those guys that said, hey, Pharisees, see you later. I'm on the way to the real God of the universe. You know, so how is that not networking? Well, again, just like I said, I just I just think nowadays it's just been a term that's overused. And so it's become dirty. And uh, yes, it's networking, but it's. It's not surface level. What I'm saying is among Christians, what makes the difference is, you know, the whole saying you do business with people, you know, like and trust. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that as Christians, we do we want to do we want to do business with people we know, love and hope we can trust. And we do that through our relationship with Christ. It's almost like the triangle. You know, we do. I do business with you because I've developed a relationship with Christ and therefore you've developed. And so we come together on that triangle. All right, so let's talk, Patrick. You're writing a bunch of notes down. I want to know what you're writing down. Uh, <laughs> just making, when we talk, making notes, he's, he's, afraid, he's afraid I'm going to totally put him on the spot. So I'll, he's I figured I might as well. Triangle. I'm just putting him on the spot. Okay. That's what I'm going to Go do. Ahead. So it feels better. I want him to feel good while being put on the spot. All right, when we look at, I, I want to hear your perspective on networking. Do you see that? Um, that networking can be a powerful place of ministry. Absolutely. Uh, networking is, like said, it's a relationship that, you know, being an insurance, just like the relationship with others, you have to build a relationship with the people that you meet on a day-to-day basis. And, and I've met some people that I've, you you can, everybody, let's say, face it, they go around and give a 30-second commercial. You really don't understand them until you actually sit down and have a one-on-one with them. It's actually at that point where I actually know, I get to, I get to know them better and see if, yeah, would I really actually refer business to them and what their, their religious values are as well. 
Because it does come out. Well, and if somebody starts telling me the religious values, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to talk to you, but I want to hear about your relationship with Jesus. Now, if I get somebody to talk to you about their relationship with Jesus, <laughs> then I'm all in. You know, it's amazing. Here's one of the first keys when you're sitting down on the one-to-one with people and you, and you want to find out, you ask them one question, if they talk for the next hour and they never ask you a question, those are not people I do business with. That's true. Yeah, I agree. That's true. Same thing for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I literally have had conversations where I just thought, I'm going to see how long they can talk without ever even noticing. They are not asking any questions about what I do. Yeah. I just want to know. I just want to know. Well, Jim, the one thing I found out also with networking, a big part of it is how you can help other people. Right. I really don't believe if you're into this, to you know, how am I going to sell you, then I don't think you're doing networking for the right reasons. It's really when you sit down with somebody and understand their business, oh. you're figuring out how can I help them and their business grow. And just like Zig Ziglar said, it will. You help enough people get what they want and eventually it'll return to you. So it's that give to get to give thing. That just gave me a fantastic biblical example. Jesus and his disciples decide to cut through Samaria. Okay? They cut through Samaria. They stop at a well to get a little water. Okay? Okay? Okay. Okay. You you know where I'm going with this. Okay. Okay. All right. And and this woman walks up to the well to to get some water. And and Jesus is trying to figure out, why are you drawing water in the middle of the day? You know, you draw the water at the beginning of the day, the end of the day. She was avoiding people. That's why she came in the middle of the day. And so Jesus strikes up a conversation with her and gets pretty deep. He goes, somehow, we don't have time to go through the whole thing, and I don't want to, I'm going to paraphrase here, listeners. He finds out who she is, and he lets her know who he is, and her life is rocked. As I say, anybody who's ever been in a conversation with Jesus Christ, the impact that he made in their lives, they were never the same again. So he ends up saying to her, hey, why don't you go get your husband? And she goes, I don't have a husband. That's right. You've been married five times, and you're living with the sixth guy. And, And she is amazed at that and she heads back into town and because of their one-to-one at the well (laughs) she goes and gets a whole bunch of her friends and brings them back and Jesus and his disciples spend the next couple of days just sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ the kingdom of God with that city that's the power of networking he started with a simple conversation found out her deepest need and then let a whole city of half Jews, they were very much looked down upon, half Jews, all because of networking. What do you think about that, Lori? <laughs> he was developing a relationship with Right, her. absolutely. Yeah. He was, he, how it can wasn't, sur- but that's what I'm saying, it wasn't surface level. I mean, first of all, he was a, a male talking to a female, and he was a Jew talking to a Samaritan. So we're talking all that stuff was off the table. And so that's already developing a bond right there. So, you know, and then going further into what it is. But 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 you keep saying that the word networking has to do with this surfacey level stuff. That's not what we're talking about here today. We're talking about we're talking about the developing stuff, right? relationships yeah. because I'm not doing business with you mm-hmm. if I don't know who you are. Right. I'm not gonna. So to me, networking is that I'm I'm trying to find the people that I can put and surround me with those strategic partners that I know of. That if I've got a customer who has a need, I can send them to them because I can trust them with my clients at Platinum Information Services. If I have a customer that has any any need having to do with telephones or wiring, they go to Centratel in Seminole, Florida. No bowl, no holds barred every time because Centratel every time does a fantastic job for my customers. 
that's how I, I mean, I just know that. And I agree. And that term is, like I said, it's just been so, it's been used a lot. And that's why I like using the word connecting, okay. you know, but I agree with you. I mean, it's a term that we use for what you're saying. It's just unfortunate because where, you know, I network, quote unquote, a lot I have for many years. But what I'm saying is it's becoming this word that um, people are taking advantage of it in the way that you will go to some of these other meetings and they're doing things that you don't necessarily agree or feel good about, you know, and there's no connection there. Jim, I just like that. The, the, the term networking, let's say a, a, you go to a network meeting, it starts at 8.30 and ends at 10. If you're one of those people that show up exactly at 8.30 and leaves at 10 and you're just attending, that's not networking. Mm-hmm. Networking begins getting there early, talking to people and staying there afterwards and setting up on the one-on-ones. Right, scheduling one-on-ones. I, I can't yeah. tell you how many people, they go, they, they go, they go to the network meeting. They're the, and they say they got nothing they out got of nothing, it. And then they're the first ones to leave. It's, that's not what networking is, but it's actually getting to know. And again, you, you have to sit down and just have a one-on-one with the people pick and it forces you to, to be introduced to people you've never met so it, it, you it, it forces you out of your shell okay so Lori, it would be okay the rest of the show we instead of talking about network, networking we just say a network connection <laughs> hey i'm totally good with network i'm just telling you that this is how i see things you know, I just see things going in a different direction. But what I would say to what Patrick said is that that's intentionality. You know, you're intentionally, quote unquote, we'll use the word networking. Right, right. Mm-hmm. We're making a network connection. All right. And I'd, like to invite, <laughs> I'd like to invite the listening audience to call into the studio. If you've got a, a story to tell how God used networking in your life, because that's what we're going to talk about next. So call into studio 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. So let's talk about that. In my own life. God used networking like this. You know, first of all, when I started my job with Platinum Information Services on September 27, 2010, God told me to say yes to the job, even though I had no peace. And that's a whole other part of my story, but it had to do with taking a very large step of faith. And, he, and I started that day and I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he said, just start telling everybody you know what you're doing and share your story and how you got here. And so I just, I wrote down everybody I knew. I had a list of 100 people and neither of you were on that list. And I just started <laughs> telling people. Yeah, it is sad, but now now you know me. <laughs> Maybe I wish I had never called. Uh, but Stacy Geyer was but Stacy Geyer was on that list who got me to you, who yes. got me to you, Patrick. So um I started with that and I just started I started telling people my story how my goal was with my job at Platinum was to to somehow create an ongoing revenue stream for missions through the, my commissions and how I, I just started sharing how Christ had moved in my life mm-hmm. I shared how I took the job at Platinum and so it just made a it made an impact and I started realizing I was sharing my testimony on my networking appointments and then I get introduced to B&I where they help you refine it then I get introduced to CBM or C- CBC. CBC CBC then I got involved in a, in a group over in Tampa then I get involved in, in the mastermind group then I get involved in this group and that group in the Central Pinellas Chamber of Commerce blah mm-hmm. all these different groups and, and, I, and at the end of three years I'd done 850 one-to-ones wow. and then over half wow. of those half of those one-to-ones I was able to share how Christ had moved in my life and how Christ what Christ had done in my life and many times uh, there were several times after the one-to-one I went and bought somebody a Bible and went back and delivered it to them there were many times many times hundreds of times I prayed with people right there just just what, what's your need let's just deal with it so you get you're talking about this connection level you, mm-hmm. you got people to share and you you started to hear from a heart level and what's really going on in their lives and right. people opened up. It was it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, I to me, it taught it just showed me taught me how to be bolder mm-hmm. in, in what I was doing. I just loved those one to ones that and that networking to me is really what helped 
Uh, the, the vision of iWork for him was already on my heart before uh, I started doing all this networking for Platinum, but it got refined and refreshed. And where it is today, I am sitting at this table with this microphone shoved in my mouth because of networking. I was speaking at the Christian Chamber, or at the, the last meeting before we formed the Christian Chamber, just speaking about something. Sat down next to somebody, I had no idea who they were. But before we get back to this discussion with Lori Hill and Patrick Mazza with the Christian Chamber of Commerce and Mazza of Baker Insurance. As we do every week, we highlight a book, one I believe will deepen the impact Christ is making on your life. And this section is sponsored by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Our highlighted book today is written by Sarah Young, and it's called Jesus Calling. Jesus Calling is a devotional filled with uniquely inspired treasures from heaven for every day of the year. This book is miraculous. My wife has sold over 3,000 copies of this book inside Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Every person in here that's read this book and uses it at a daily devotional talks about how amazingly timely the devotions are as they display a daily conversation with Christ each and every day in Jesus Calling. This would be a great addition to any morning devotional time. That and your Bible would be perfect. Every Monday we give away a gift card to Karis Christian Books and Gifts, but nobody called in yesterday, so today we've still got a $15 Karis Christian Books and Gift Card for you. If you want to call into the studio line today, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. And no, Patrick and Lori, today you're excluded. You may not call in. <laughs> Darn. All right. Excuse myself. Remember, you need to get yourself a copy of Jesus Calling, and you need to read the book. Don't wait for the movie. Okay, we're back live and in studio in Tampa Bay with Lori Hill, the CEO of the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay, and Patrick Mazza, the president of the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay, and the president of Mazza Baker Insurance in Largo, Florida. A commercial insurance lines, workers' comp, health insurance. You personal lines, too? Uh, no, we have a okay. good friend that so does commercial lines, business so business insurance. So through networking, a good networking yes. connection, you good do point, personal lines. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So we've been talking about the value of networking, and Lori Hill would like to say the value of a connection that's made in preparing you for workplace ministry. And as we've talked about it, it's really turned out to be that the value of networking in doing workplace ministry. And I shared a little bit before that bottom of the half hour about how networking is really emboldened my ability to share my testimony with people, but also emboldened my time where, you know, a lot of times we say when we're around people at church, somebody shares something with us and say, oh, okay, would you pray for me? And they say, yep, no problem, I'll pray for you. And I have just learned, and Mm -hmm. it's just out of inspiration where, really? Okay, let's pray right now. That's right. And and I have prayed with hundreds and hundreds of people, and it's amazing, even if they're not a Christ follower, when they're in stress, they want they love it when people pray for them, and then they say the funniest things after they say, Thank you. <laughs> that was beautiful. I love that. So I it's fantastic what a ministry praying with people is. Who'd have thunk it? I know, Jesus, you told us that. <laughs> All right, so I want to hear from Lori and Patrick. Talk about how networking has been used by God in your life. So, Patrick, start us off. You, you know, Jim, it's funny. You could literally go to a different networking group every day. <laughs> For week. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> I know people that go from one to one, but I, I, I kind of gravitate to the ones I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And starting out, I went to one called uh, uh, Pinellas Connections, Pinellas Park Connections, and it led me to uh, a couple people there that said that told me about CBC. Mm-hmm. And Lori you got to go check out Lori Hill. And I, I, they invited me. And, 
you know, that was one I kept coming back to. I was drawn back. I loved the message. It was an uplifting message I got out of that one. So I could have gone. I could have chose to go to different ones, but I kept coming back. And that was one was I definitely made on a weekly basis. And on top of that, here I am, the president of the Christian Chamber of <laughs> Commerce today. If you'd have told me that, so it, it's, it's my God is kind of you know my calling, you know, to help promote uh, what Jesus wants is it, just uh, it's different. Networking brought me to where I am today, as far as the, being the, the president of this chamber. And isn't it true that because of the networking you've done, your relationship with Jesus Christ today is deeper and stronger than it's ever been before? It, it really has. It, it really opened my eyes, and, and I especially. Love in our in our meetings, our table discussions, mm-hmm. uh, and you have to come to one of our meetings. You're our, talking about a Christian Chamber Christian, of Commerce meetings yes. that we have once a month. One in Pinellas County at Feather Sound Country Club. One up in Pasco County that's at right. Rasmussen College. Yeah, Rasmussen College because Stop that's why I'm it. from Minnesota. Rasmussen <laughs> College, and it's coming soon to a Brandon near you. Yeah. We're going to have. Do we have a location in Brandon yet? Yes, but we're not revealing it. Oh, yet. so yeah, coming soon to a, a Brandon location near you in the fall of 2014. So. Okay, so you're saying the table discussion, we always have a speaker every month. That's that's great. And, and after that speaker, then we have four or five questions for the table around, sitting around the round tables. It, we have some of the, mo- the amazing stories that come out of our table. Uh, we're, I'm one of the table leaders, and we, we, we have topic and discussions we talk about. And the different people that sit at my table, and I hear different stories of how Christ has touched them and how the speaker, and we, we always relate to what the speakers, and I'm amazed. And, and sometimes, some I've actually seen some of our guests actually well up and cry. Mm. It's, it's really touching. And the depth of those conversations yeah. around the round table around sometimes it's around people you don't really know that well because you've just they've just sat down at the table right, right before the meeting right. started and the conversations are power for a powerful time and that's because the holy spirit is there it's just <laughs> right. fantastic all right Lori, what about you how has god used networking in your life uh, well, before I answer that, I just wanted to okay. tag on. Sorry, I just want to tag on what Patrick said. First of all, um, Patrick came to the CBC meeting over in St. Pete. That's right, St. Pete. Right. And, and way back when it was when he was in transition. Really, he yeah. was looking to leave a company and start his own company. And so, you know, I find that you know when we're in a transition mode or we're starting a new business, networking is very powerful for us at that point. You know, any transition we're in our life, it could be a home situation. Um, and so, where you feel accepted and loved on, and um, comforted or whatever the situation is or supported encouraged that's where you're going to want to be that's the networking group you want to be part of but i have to say since knowing you you have grown a lot a lot and Hopefully we've chatted and i have chatted you well it seems well, like we have done me. a lot of networking yeah. so we've all grown other ways yes. too i've only too gained great lunch i have more. only gained 20 pounds since i started working for platinum only that's all i've gained and you probably pounds. lost it all because you're a man oh no okay. i've gained 20 pounds since i started working for platinum thank you john well, farrell and old platinum he lost 20 and then found uh, 15. So, you know. People that are losing weight out there, this is a public service announcement. Don't leave those pounds sitting around. Right. You lose them, other people find, find them. them. <laughs> That's right. It's okay. awful. All right. So, Lori, Anyways, answer so, the question now. Okay, so, how has God used networking in your life? Through divine appointment. Tell me about divine appointments. Oh, that is a good one. That's what you're writing. Uh, that's says? what I wrote. That I wanted powerful. to think because I was thinking about Patrick. Um, I truly believe that I would not have been put um, in the same room with you or with Patrick or with any of the people that I'm surrounded by now if it was not for divine appointment. And that means God already knew. He knew who he wanted to connect me with. He knew. But see, that also comes up with opportunity. So God gave us that opportunity, but did we take advantage of it? 
And that's where the networking and the connections end up happening because you're in that room. God's given you the opportunity, but do you take it? Do you open your eyes? Do you take advantage of it? So for me, you know, I've been in sales and marketing for over 30 years and I've done a lot of networking. Um, But and I can give an example of when I was moved from ministry back into the secular world. And, you know, I found a job based on relationship and connections that I had made prior um, in a networking group Um, got me back into the work field through a relationship I made 15 years prior at a networking group and we had been disconnected I guess you could say for quite a few years but uh, with the uh, magic of social uh, networking we reconnected and uh, she helped me that truly is networking is very is. very surface level yes social networking it is but if you're able it's not a social connection no it's a good way to right it's very surface level but it's a good way to um um connect with people like you said just to connect with them but then you need to take it a step further and you know move forward to that relationship it is it is a challenge obviously we're all salespeople <laughs> and hmm. and there's a balance that comes between networking making a connection and doing our jobs and, and we're hoping at the same time that while we're doing the networking and investing in relationships that we get that feedback from those people that we give to get to give and so it's always it's it's that that battle, you know, I, I found myself, you know, I could do 20 hours of one-to-ones a week if I really allowed myself to it. I could not, but I, I you physically could. People are always wanting to meet right. because they're thinking, yeah. well, maybe that'll be the next big connection. But I, I will tell you, Divine Appointments is the day. I mean, I, I could give you 850 of them and the, and the incredible connections, but that day I sat down next, the only person in the room I didn't know, that last CBC meeting, right. was Deborah Ray right. Roseman. She's the only one I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I sat down next to her and she turns her head and looks at me and she goes, you need to talk about that in the radio. And I turned my head back at her and said, you're nuts. So here it. we go. And it was meant to be. 16 months later, it, right. 65 weeks of Mike Miracle songs, and here we are. <laughs> well, I have to point out, one thing that's different about our network, Christian Chamber of Commerce, is that the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. We, have, Any one of our board members, uh, our members have can call in or they'll let any of us know that we need prayer. And it's such a special feeling. I see a, an email come across, please pray pray for this person they're going through surgery and, and I stop whatever I'm doing and I pray for them mm-hmm. and it's such a powerful thing that we share with our with our group that uh, you don't get that from any other network group right know? that's for sure and that's really when we talk about the Christian Chamber at the end of, I was planning to talk about the end but might as well take some time right now it is not your typical Chamber of Commerce it is a chamber of commerce where there's networking involved. We are promoting businesses. We're promoting small businesses, trying to get them to grow. We are trying to, to feed and enrich the community that we surround. But at the same time, we're, we are teaching biblical mm-hmm. principles of marketplace principles. We're, we're, we're talk, we are trying to get people who say they are a Christian to be a Christ-following business owner. We're trying to get them to put their faith in action where their feet are walking every day. Right. And, and that's something that you don't get at your average chamber of commerce. Right. Here's what I want to focus the rest of our conversation. I want to talk about some specific things we can do while making that network connection, Lori and Patrick. Some things we can do to tr- to really turn that into workplace ministry. But also on the other side is the things that we learn while we're doing 
those networking connections. What are some of those things we do that we're willing to do with a stranger or somebody that's becoming a friend that we need to do in the workplace? So, Patrick, I'll let you start first. You know, Jim, it's an excellent point. We, we, we're willing, and networking is meeting, sitting down with strangers, but it, you, you have employees and people you work with every day on a day-to-day basis, and it brings up a story. One of my producers, they, they know I'm religious, and, and their, their son was incarcerated, and they asked me at the workplace, said, Pat, I, I really I need a prayer uh, to help with my son. And I you know it's the fact that she knew that she could turn to me and ask for prayer right there at the office made me feel good. I, I said, I, might, I must be doing something right. So that, I mean, that was one, one story that really touched me. That's awesome. Lori, what about you? Uh, I'm very bold in the, in the workplace. That's like saying <laughs> snow is cold. <laughs> but, you know, it, it wasn't easy at first. Um, I know it's hard to believe, and you boys will laugh, but uh, I was extremely shy most of my life. Yeah, right. yeah. we find that hard to believe. Well, you can call my mother. Listening audience. <laughs> the only person that really knows that that's true is her husband, David. Well, no, because I was already out of my shell by the time I met him. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is, you know, I think what it's about is about sharing, you know, sharing your story and your testimony is the most powerful thing that you can share. And it's non-threatening, whether it's with somebody you work with or somebody um, that you're sitting down because you're just telling them about you. Well, this is what happened to me. And that's very easy to share with somebody to get things going. But in the workplace, why it's so difficult, it's almost like your family and your fear of rejection and your fear of being labeled. And I mean, it's just all about fear, really, is why we don't share with our employees or our staff or our coworkers. It's, it's fear because you have to go in and see them every day and they're going to judge you. OK, they're going to judge you. How are they going to judge you? If they judge you based on Christ, that's OK, because Christ was persecuted, too. So, yay, amen. But it doesn't feel that way as a human, you know. No, and, and we are worried about what people think of us, and, yeah. and that's natural. We, we like to be liked. Uh, but let's talk, what are some specific things that we do while we're networking? The specific things we go through. You know, number one, we, we start to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, right, so what, right. what do you call that? Surface level conversation, mm-hmm. okay? W- okay, what do we do next? We start asking about, help me out here, guys. This is so, a radio well, show. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so tell me a little bit about you. Okay, we, we open, ask open-ended questions. Yeah. Personal tell us questions. About you. Oh, open-ended, open-ended questions. Okay, <laughs> and we want to know what they do on a day-by-day basis. Right. We right. find out what's, what's driving their passion, right. okay? You know, I know one of the things that on the B&I um, form that they put out there, not, yes, I was a B&I, and I'm proud. It was a fantastic experience for me. It puts on there, hey, what are your hobbies? Mm-hmm. What are your hobbies? Right. Tell goals. me about your family. Goals your are the big hobbies thing that and I goals. talk about. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll take that time. You know, and I sat down with those 850 people. We take that time. And this is going to be extremely humbling. Sarah, if you're listening, I'm sorry, daughter. You know, I, I have spent hundreds of hours networking. But have I? how much time have I spent with my own daughter at home asking her those same mm-hmm. questions? I right. think I know them, but how many times do I ask those open-ended questions? Now, most point. of the time when I ask my daughter open-ended questions, she's <laughs> that, that funny 21-year-old daughter look. But, yeah. but why is it? We've learned that skill, and we can go and sit down with a complete stranger, have a cup of coffee, maybe even eat in front of a complete stranger, which I know for ladies is one of those things. Well, I'm not eating in front of them. you know. I but, have no problem with that, by the way. Yeah, neither do I. If you'd like to buy me lunch, I'm available tomorrow. Okay. Um, what, what I want to know is why is it we neglect the very people that work and report to us each and every day? We don't take the time to do that. To, to, we, surf, we do a little bit of that at the interview when we hire them. Right. But then to, to, to get beyond that surface level, to find out what's going on in their lives, we just want them to get, we want to suck as much out of them as possible during the day, but we don't, we don't want to take that time to get to know them, 
But as you said, if your employee didn't know you well enough, she wouldn't know that you had a relationship with Jesus Christ, right. so she wouldn't know that you could pray for her. Well, and I think Lori hit it on it. It's, it's fear. It's it's natural human instinct to be fearful of whatever people are thinking, and, and they don't want to be disliked. But like you have to have a strong faith and conviction, and, and it's in part, it, it, your relationship with God and Jesus should be uh, expressed to your employees. Well, and which one do you find the one-to-ones are more effective? The ones where you're, you go to somebody's office and you're having a conversation in their office, or the ones at Panera? Panera. <laughs> I was just okay. at Panera this morning. Yeah. And, and just personally, if somebody wants to do one on one of me, I've had enough Panera yeah. <laughs> for this decade. <laughs> Not that I don't like it. They do have Mountain Dew on tap. Uh, okay. Which That's is just wrong. Which is so right. It is so right. Okay. So what why is why are the one to ones so much better at Panera than in somebody's office, well, Patrick? I, I first, think, thing. first of all, it's it's convenient. Panera bread, it, I, <laughs> they're just I, everywhere. <laughs> we, when I meet someone, we usually okay. Where's your office? We're, we try to meet someone. Where's the closest? Okay, 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 but that's, closest not, that's, that's not where I'm going with this. Why is I it? Know. Why is a Panera so much more effective in a one to one versus in their office? They're open. They're in open. Their office. Yeah. They don't want to. Uh, the, it's a different. It's a different atmosphere in the yeah, office. They're thinking work and professional, and they're outside. They're more relaxed. And, and they're. They may have. Uh, they may be afraid people might hear what they're saying, right. especially true. when you're asking open-ended questions. Gotcha. What else? Well, the fact that they feel comfortable. You know, if they're in their office, they might not. They might not open up to you. I'm pointing here. One of the biggest things. One of my biggest pet peeves. You go to somebody's office to have a one-to-one with them. They're answering emails while they're talking to you. They're constantly looking at their screen. They're looking at their laptop. They're looking they at their desktop. They can still do that on their phone oh, while they you're can. at Panera. Yeah, okay, but somehow it's not, it, uh, I don't know, the, the yeah. computer thing at their desk just drives me crazy. So in Panera, you have that time where you can get people to just open up. You know, yeah. it's a loud atmosphere. Nobody can hear anything. All you do is smell the... Panera smell. It's a fresh coffee. It's not just a fresh... No, because when you walk into Starbucks, you walk out smelling like a coffee bean. You walk into Panera, you walk out smelling like one of their greasy paninis. No, you just smell burnt. You smell burnt. I don't know what it it's, is. It's not the it's hot me. bread. No. It's the it's greasy <laughs> panini smashed bread. So. All right, okay. can I lead this conversation? No, I'm out leading of the conversation. No, it's not. It's right on go ahead. Okay. It's going right, right where I want it to go. Bring us back, Lord. So how is it... That, how can we get our employees, the people we work with, maybe their coworkers, maybe it's our manager, how do we get to have those kinds of conversations if it's so hard to do that in the office. How do we facilitate that? Again, it's harder. It's just the atmosphere. It's harder to get that one-on-one because you have constant interruptions. If you're at the office, the phone is ringing right there. If you're away from the office, the phone isn't going to be You're making my point. It's hard to do in the office, so how do we do it? Set up an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Where? Well, it just depends on the person. Unfortunately, you know, where I've worked and uh, recently, uh, a lot of them like to go out at night and hang together at the bars and things like that that I don't prefer doing. But if you really want to uh, make an impact with somebody and have a, a real conversation, then you're going to go where they go. And, and that's it is powerful. If you've got a drinking issue, don't go to the bars and hang out with your employees. Right. But if you don't, you can go have Shirley Temples, which is my drink of choice. The danger in Shirley <laughs> Temples is if after five or six of them, because they just keep refilling and refilling, you can get as much of a buzz off of one of those as you can Mountain Dew. It's amazing. What I was going to suggest, one of the things that I have used is picnics. You have a company picnic. You invite people over for dinner to your house. You get them out of the office where they're no longer. Yeah, but then the company picnic, you have the whole company there. And yeah. what we're talking about is a one-to-one. Maybe people to break off into tables. No, they break off. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I'm just telling you how it's worked for me. I've always worked in small businesses, but it's that one-to-one conversations that you can have. All right, listen, as we come to an end of another I Work For Him show, picture this, if you will. The sun is shining, and the clear blue ocean waves are passing by as the Royal Caribbean 
Brilliance of the Seas cruise ship is sails between Tampa and Cozumel. Lori's already getting green. All right. Yeah. You can almost <laughs> smell the salt air right now as we talk about our plans for the upcoming second annual Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Retreat sponsored by I Work For Him. February 5th through the 9th, 2015, will be a time when you and your spouse can get away to invest in your marriage. No dishes to do, no sporting events to attend, no cell phones to answer, just a few days together in a beautiful environment with purposeful discussions on ways to make your marriage strong, as well as plenty of time for those private discussions and alone time built right into the agenda. Plan now to join us for this much-anticipated retreat. Find out all the details on our website, iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. Or send me an email, jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iworkforhim.com. I love to get emails. I love to get feedback. All right, on Thursday's I Work For Him show, we will be continuing our discussions on this week's theme, which is preparing for workplace ministry, and we have Eric Nori coming on the show. He's been hit by lightning, attacked by a, uh, well, let's see, attacked by a monkey, bitten by a rattlesnake, and he survived a shark attack last year. He and I are going to talk about how a short-term missions trip to the Dominican Republic changed his life forever. Make sure you tune in. The I Work For Him show is all about purposefully equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers in a workplace. If you'd like to be one of those Tampa Bay or nationwide companies supporting that vision on the I Work For Him today's show, this spot right here, please contact me. Jim at IWorkForHim.com. Jim at IWorkForHim.com. On the I Work For Him website, you'll also find all tons of great resources, including the show schedule, the guest schedule, and recommended reading resources for incorporating Christ into your workplace. All right, Lori and Patrick, we have had a fantastic conversation today about the value of networking. Each one of you, 15 seconds, last word. I'd just like to say uh, thank you for inviting us. I really enjoyed it, and uh, I'd love to be back. Oh, I wasn't looking for kudos. I was looking at any last-minute networking stuff. Lori, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to go with networking. Uh, we have our meeting coming up in a couple weeks, the third Wednesday of every month at Feather Sound Country Club, and there will be a great speaker, Jim Collins, speaking on how we can um, implement prosperity into our lives through the Bible and uh, through its concept. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.